Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 4th of May. An Australian cricket legend says the Prime Minister has blood on his hands after blocking Australians in India from returning home. Michael Slater, who was given permission to be in India for the Indian Premier League, has taken to Twitter to express his outrage, claiming the new border penalties are a disgrace. Anyone trying to return to our shores from the COVID-ravaged country now faces jail or fines of up to $66,000. But the federal government is defending the move. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke has told the ABC it's about getting logistics on our shores under control. With a new and virulent strain, with uh, India being overrun with so many cases and so many people dying there, it's time, of course, to revisit our arrangements in quarantine. We've announced that we're expanding Howard Spring that will go to 2,000 uh, capacities. And there are growing calls for the IPL to be called off as a number of players and staff test positive to COVID. A number of Australian cricketers are now in isolation and we'll have more details on this story coming up shortly in sport. Meantime, the government has launched a new ad campaign in a desperate bid to get the bungled vaccination program back on track. The ad is to let Australians over the age of 50 who are now eligible for the vaccine to know exactly where they can get it. It's voluntary, free and the best way to protect you and your community. Also making news today, a bombshell report into Australian gymnastics has exposed a toxic culture of sexual and physical abuse. Local athletes and gymnasts claim their complaints have been ignored for years until similar allegations in the US were aired in a Netflix documentary. The Australian Human Rights Commission investigation exposed claims of sexual assault, mistreatment and body shaming, which led to eating disorders. Former elite gymnast Dr Sophie Vivian has told the project girls have been coming forward for three decades. There was a real desire to win. It was a win-at-all-costs um, mentality. And, you know, the abuse was just overlooked. Twelve recommendations have been handed down, including a formal apology to athletes who suffered abuse. An alleged rape victim, Brittany Higgins, says the onus is now on the government to show leadership and act over allegations of systematic workplace issues at Parliament House. The former Liberal staffer was allegedly raped by a colleague in the former Defence Minister's office in 2019. Last week, Ms Higgins met with the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader to discuss workplace reforms. In a Twitter post, Ms Higgins said, for too long the culture of silence has allowed workplace bullying, harassment and other inappropriate conduct to go unchecked. And in cultural change is only achieved when we stand up and say enough is enough. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in New South Wales and a man has lost his leg in a freak accident involving an industrial lawnmower. The 56-year-old was mowing his lawn at a property in the Hawkesbury yesterday when he suffered a serious injury to his lower leg. 
Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, is in Sydney and says CareFlight was called to the scene to provide initial treatment. That's right, Tash. CareFlight specialist doctor and critical care paramedics performed a clinical assessment, including an ultrasound, when arriving at the property 20 minutes after getting the call out. The man was incubated and placed in an induced coma to stabilise his condition. He's been rushed to Westmead Hospital, where he remains in a stable condition. The South Australian health authorities are concerned about a plunge in the public's use of the COVID QR check-in system. They want to find out if it's simply a case of pandemic fatigue or whether the system needs an overhaul. It comes after no check-in spikes were recorded during the recent festival season, which typically sees more people visiting venues across the city. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has more from Adelaide. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It seems fewer and fewer South Australians are opening their phone and scanning these QR codes to check in at the supermarket, the pub, or even just the service station. Whether it's complacency or just forgetfulness, SA Health wants to get to the bottom of it before we enter the chillier months. Uh, The state's had a particularly good public health record through the pandemic, but as we know from other states and countries, that could all be brought undone by a single case. Right now, there are 35 active cases currently in hotel isolation here, and officials hope some behavioural research will shed some light. They're quick to reassure us that more than 120 million records have been compulsorily deleted without any security breaches. And to Victoria now, and a cold front is sweeping across the state with temperatures plummeting and more rain on the way. The mercury today will struggle to reach 14 degrees and up to 20 millimetres of rain is set to fall over the cities and suburbs. Our reporter James Lake is in Melbourne and says authorities have also put out an alert for dangerous driving conditions. Yeah, we have another road weather alert issued today, Tash, which we don't get too frequently in Melbourne. Forecasters say heavy showers around the city and especially during the morning peak will make driving conditions extra dangerous. People are being reminded to take the obvious but very important precautions of driving much slower to the conditions and leaving extra space for braking. Victorians are also advised to keep an eye on the rain radar today to be across when the downpours are coming. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Now the RBA is set to meet today. We're expecting no key policy changes, but are they set to increase rates, especially with the booming real estate market? Good morning, Tash. Yeah, they are set to meet at 2.30 uh, today. Um, not expecting any policy change here, but what is interesting is that the economy is recovering much faster than we all expected. And there is certainly some pressure here to maybe relook at that 2024 expectation of when the cash rate will move. But having said that, regardless of what happens today, already eight lenders this month alone have increased their long-term fixed rate. And this upward trend is coming off the back of a cash rate kite on the cards that we spoke about just now and the RBA's term funding facility wrapping up soon. Now, while four- and five-year fixed rates have been trending upwards, Tash, variable and short-term fixed rates are still... I'm still seeing cuts there. So the tip here is if you want to lock in for a long time, a long term, then you really do need to snap up some of these rock-bottom rates. Now, NAB is the only lender out of the big four to offer a four-year fixed rate under 2%. It's not the cheapest, though. The cheapest in the market is coming from Bank Vic at 1.95. Of course, there are pros and cons to locking in. Be, be sure you understand that there are co- break costs that can apply if you need to exit the loan early, and sometimes extra repayments may be limited during the fixed term. 
And talking about the house prices, we know uh, many of the real estate prices are skyrocketing at the moment around the country. And it's interesting, new data from Call Logic has shown that the bank of mum and dad, we're going to blame mum and dad, I like this again, for fueling some of that demand. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the core logic data showed that home values increased by about 1.8% month on month. Now, that's a bit of a slow from that record-breaking 2.8% in March. Now, all capital cities saw a price hike, with Darwin being the strongest. But the bank of mum and dad is being blamed for fueling some of these, you know, price hikes. And that's the latest data from Digital Finance Analytics. It actually showed that parental contributions are averaging more than 89000 That's a lot of cash there that parents are giving. That's an increase of nearly 20% in the past 12 months. And the Bank of Mum and Dad now has about $34 billion in loans, which makes it the nation's ninth largest residential mortgage lender, way ahead of, say, Bank of Queensland, HSBC and AMP. Look, should parents be concerned? Well, you know, time will tell whether this act of kindness may have unintentional consequences. And as I've said before on your show, if you are lending money to your kids, do take care. Make sure you limit your guarantee. Work on an exit strategy. Ensure insurances are in place and consider the family dynamics because you can bet you one thing. If you help one child, the next one's going to want help too. What interest rate should mum and dad charge? 10, 11%? Oh, something out of the 80s, absolutely. <laughs> 17 or 18. Thanks so <laughs> much, Effie. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, there are growing concerns as we reported early this morning over the IPL with COVID spreading into the competition now affecting a number of players and staff and now a number of Aussie cricketers are in isolation. Yes, absolutely. Now we've got two cricketers in isolation. Pat Cummins and Ben Cutting both play for Kolkata Knight Riders. They're both okay as far as we understand, but two of their teammates have now tested positive to COVID. There's some uh, multiple reports coming out of uh, India that perhaps now up to 10 players and support staff have tested positive. To be honest, it probably seemed like it was going to be inevitable that this would happen. There's no talk of the tournament being called off at the moment. You mentioned Michael Slater earlier. He was over there as a commentator. He, like a lot of the Australians who wanted to leave the IPL, can't get home. He's been forced to go to the Maldives, and he said that the PM will have blood on his hands unless that block has been lifted. So this is a developing situation that unfortunately appears like it's going to get worse in India. And also some Tiger stars are set to return, while two others have been ruled out of facing the Cats on Friday night, Brett. Yeah, Dylan Grimes has a mystery concussion suffered against the Dogs. Trent Cotchin is out with another hamstring strain. Some good news, though. Dustin Martin is back from New Zealand over there to visit his father, Shane, while he was on uh, 12 days forced concussion leave. And Nick Vloston, their star defender, told Seven he's ahead of schedule after knee surgery. And he's feeling really good. I had a big session Friday before the boys played. Um, pulled up fine from that. So just going into the normal squad training this week and everything goes well, hopefully playing Friday night. And just in some other AFL news, the Lions and Dockers are due to play in Perth on Sunday. They're on standby for that to be moved to the Gabba in Brisbane uh, due to the COVID dramas over in WA. And the Eels are keen to keep one of their stars despite this strong interest from the Broncos, Brett. Yeah, this is a Mitchell Moses who has yet to take up a contract to offer for next season. He's got a couple of weeks to decide his future. The Broncos are very interested. They need a new halves pairing. Brad Arthur on Fox Sports says that he is desperate for his star to stay. 
Look, our priority as a club, you know, with this squad that we've got, we want to try and keep more together. And, you know, we made a couple of them high priorities, and Mitchell's one of those players. And Adam Reynolds, the South Sydney skipper, has been cleared of serious damage from a thumb injury. He could face the storm on Thursday night. Still in some doubt, but a lot better than the potential of missing six weeks, which was initially forecast. Some good news. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tash. Prince Harry has received a rock star reception at a concert in LA calling for COVID vaccines to be distributed equally around the world. Called Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world, the Duke of Sussex also paid tribute to thousands of frontline workers who were in the crowd thanking them for their service. The vaccine must be distributed to everyone everywhere. We cannot rest or truly recover until there is fair distribution to every corner of the world. His wife, Meghan, did not make an appearance, but Prince Harry was joined by music royalty, including J-Lo and Selena Gomez, while there were also video messages from the Pope, US President Joe Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It will be aired on TV and YouTube on Saturday. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.